Vodka. 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 That's like, what you got back there? What's that? All the... Well, oh, my shit. Is that the games? Rainbow, yep, my small Rainbow Six. Uh, name name them off for us, please. What do you got? So, everyone, since it, since I don't have um, Without Remorse, I do have the Rainbow Six novel here. Okay. Not, not a first edition, so don't, don't uh, you know, don't draw me, don't come at me. <laughs> um, Rainbow Six Lockdown. Right. Rainbow Six Vegas 1 and 2. Vegas. And then Siege. Okay. So, all right. That's a pretty awesome collection there, man. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I wish that Patriots came out, but we we still don't know why Patriots never yeah. came out. I saw a video on that that it was looked like it was coming to fruition, and then oh, yeah, I was like, what the, the hell happened to that video game? You know. And then but, they canceled it, and then made Siege, and not disappointed, just more or less wanted a. New story. Is Siege PC only? Is what, what? Uh, PS4, Xbox. Siege. And, Is that yeah. the name of it? Yeah. Okay. Rainbow Six Siege. That's okay. basically. Oh wow. So shows you it's been a while since I've kind of been out of the loop of the, <laughs> yeah. the, the Rainbow Six games. Oh um, good. Like, do you play? Um, what's the popular one that's right now? There's like. It's there's definitely a, Siege right that's now. That's the popular. Because... What about the Division? Isn't that a popular game? The still? Division. Or... Division still has some slight bugs. I I love playing it. Me and my friend Nicole love playing it so much that we just end up like <laughs> wondering what what else is going to come for it. <laughs> and right. the fact that they keep um, pushing more content on it, right? Like, okay, hunt these people. But the only downside is it's like you could, you're doing the missions in Washington. Next, you're doing the missions in. Yeah. In New York from the original game, but gotcha. at the same time, it's not enough. Like, they released a, what's it called? A, the DLC uh, or something? Like uh, yeah. An ex- not an extended, more of a add-on for for a crossover event with Resident Evil at the time. And you, you would think, oh. like, oh, oh, oh. They're, they're adding zombies to this. Because, but no, it was just like, here, more skins. And it's just... The, us- the usual. Yeah. Well, that's the gaming universe. We're going to talk about the movie-verse now. Yep. Now, is this considered the Clancy-verse, or is this the Ryan-verse? What are we doing here? So, the fact that you asked that, so that's <laughs> the interesting part of this, and... Yeah. It, it's... That's... So, for those that... I guess Clancy-verse? It is the Clancy-verse, where, yeah. whereas the Ryan-verse actually does introduce... Um, John Clark, and we've gotten a lot of the jo- Jack Ryan c- character in in the Hunt for October with Alec Baldwin. Right. We got we got Patriot Harrison games. Ford, Patriot Games, Clear and Present Danger. Yeah, Ben Affleck was was Jack Ryan in some, <laughs> some of the right. And then and we had the one nobody really remembers is the Chris Pine one. Chris Pine, the Chris Pine one. Was it, now, that, no. now, that was the, the prequel, right? That was like him yeah. becoming an agent kind of thing? Be- becoming an agent and just almost like a reboot of the whole thing. And then we got the whole series, the season two-season series, which they're working on a third season. Which I heard good things. Have you seen yeah. it? I have not seen it. I, I watched the first episode, and I just couldn't get back into it because <laughs> everything else was just like, yeah. Yeah, you're and, busy. Yeah, yeah. I'm busy, but mostly I, I want to get back into it because in my own head, I'm like, I want to see how this actually introduces certain characters. Whereas here, yeah, right. as we're talking about John Clark or right. John Kelly, as he's originally known, 
Yes. He actually is introduced in Clear and Present Danger in the Harrison Ford movie played by Willem Dafoe. Now, see, this is this is where we're going we're gonna to get... Okay, hold on, hold on. Hi. Hello. Hi, all of you watching right now. We didn't forget about you. We didn't, we didn't accidentally not click live. We know we're live. We just, you know, we're knuckleheads. Me and Kyle are knuckleheads. We like to have fun. Movie Dojo Army is here to represent. We are talking... Without remorse, we're going to do a spoiler review discussion, and we'll give our rating of the film at the end there. But we'd like to thank all you badasses for tuning in, watching us. Thank you all. That's right. Martial artist, stuntman, filmmaker, Kyle Wong in the house. You know who he is. That's and right. Much much thanks to Samurai Guy for bringing me. Yeah, Hell yeah. Season. Yeah, yeah. You're always welcome. It's your second home, man. As I tell people, there's a second home. <laughs> Pretty much. Here. We got Kevin Lambert in the house. Dojo Army is re- at the ready. Jake Hall. John Martinez, I Love Food, Mr. King Palma, Nigel in the house, Alan, that's right, Evil Lena, love the name, I, I can dig it, Orlando and San Antonian is in the house. Everyone's kind of saying the movie's average, so we'll get we'll get to that in a minute here. All right, Mr. King Palma, thanks for the dono. He says, I saw the movie, nice. it was okay, from a 1 to a 10, I would give it a 6, but I also couldn't see barely nothing because the movie was so dark. And I have a 4K. I don't know about you guys. All right. Did you have that issue? I did not have that issue yeah. because, yeah, my TV is 4K also. and It was a dark movie, though. Mm-hmm. I could see, but I could see of other people's settings maybe it was a little darker. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it was It was a dark film, though. Like there was, it was, it was a really dark movie though. Yeah, but it, it, like, I don't, it wasn't Alien versus Predator Requiem. Oh God, dark. no, fuck no, God. <laughs> Where you're just like, well, I feel sorry for all the people who, uh, you know, put in the work hard work for this. the for the pra- for the pra- you know practical effects creatures. I feel sorry yep. for them. You're not going to yep. see it. Uh, but yeah, that's another review for another day. But we're here to oh, talk God. about without remorse. Now, here's the thing. I it's been so long. So this is going to be an interesting review discussion today because. Yes. We have two different perspectives coming together to talk about the movie. So you have one perspective, me, who I am not, uh, you know, educated in the lore. I'm just a casual going into this, right? And then you have Kyle on this side, this side, who 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 knows his shit. Who knows about the lore? Played the games, the book. He he knows about the lore like way more than I do. So see his perspective to the movie. So this is going to be interesting. That's why I wanted to do this with you. I was like, well, you know, yeah. I'm going to review it just me, just because it's me, and I want to review films. But somebody who knows about the lore, let's see what he has to say. So yeah. uh, give me one second here. No okay, problem. hold on one second. All right, sweet. Okay, I just had to check 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 some things here. So uh, I enjoy. Uh, Hunt for Red October. I enjoyed Patriot Games, Clear and Present Danger. Uh, that's as far as I got, believe it or not. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't go no, any farther I, I, than I that. I don't blame um, you because, like, some of all fear was forgettable and as forgettable as right, Jack Ryan's Jack Shadow Ryan. But I've had recently, actually, I've had well, not recently, but maybe like a year a year ago, I've had several people at my job like, dude, you gotta watch Jack Ryan. The show is dope. Like, mm-hmm. the show is really good. I was like, oh, okay. When I, if I ever get around to it, sure. Obviously, a year has gone by, and I haven't gotten yeah. around to it. But it's a- <laughs> Kyle, you're going to have to sell it to me a little bit later when we're off well, off stream here. Well, it, 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 all I can say is, like, I only watched one episode, and I still need to watch the rest of the show. And one, I was actually discussing with my friend Jamie about this last night. You got a good vibe about it, maybe. Well, it wasn't even just that. Okay. Like, it was more or less like how I, <laughs> how I said I watched this film, and he goes, how, how was it? And I just went, I 
don't know. Here, here's the thing. And now okay. that that I'm talking about this film, like he asked me, what have it been better as a series? And I said, and that's where I got stumped. And I said that it would, I don't want to say it wouldn't work as a yeah. series because you would need to, just like how Claire in present danger introduced Willem Dafoe as, as John Clark, you would right. know right after that he actually becomes, become becomes the director of Rainbow Six. So that film was the setup to actually introduce him to Ding Chavez, who would be his son-in-law later on yeah. in, in the lore. And then they would make and recruit everyone that they needed for the team Rainbow Six. Right. And then I can't remember what happens in the sum of all fears, but basically John Clark is just there to find information on Russian spies. And then right. in the series, there is speculation that one character might be John Clark. Okay. So well, if, they're, if they're smart and they want fan service, they'll bring him in exactly. at some point, you know. Just cast somebody badass, you know. Don't, yeah. don't cast somebody, and, some and, jobber. And that's the thing about this this whole thing between Jack Ryan and and John Clark is basically Jack Ryan is a CIA analyst who becomes a field operative. And that the fact that they're doing that through the series, that makes sense. They did that with the first Hunt for October and then right into the two Harrison Ford movies. Right. And you just see that like progression and understand that that's Jack Ryan here. It's here in the series. They're showing that progression throughout however many episodes. And then when you have someone like John Clark, he, he always had like his little bits of like cameos in each of the novels. Right. And you hear him as being like this badass former Navy SEALs. Right. And then we finally get to without remorse, which was set during the seventies. And he had, he lost his first wife to to a car accident, and then he meets Pam, Pam, which is the wife we know in the film. Right. right. But she. So this is where the series or the the novel could not be adapted right now because it was set in the seventies. It was set in the seventies during the Vietnam War, I believe. But not only that, it it is basically Rambo: The Last Blood. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. It, what? It where okay. basically like his wife was part of a part of a stable of a prostitution ring and drug mm-hmm. ring and of a cartel, and then they kill him, her, and then and then leave him for dead, and then he goes on his revenge mission. Then oh wow, ran, then randomly he would get called to like retrieve this person, and then yeah. basically comes back, and then. It yeah. literally ends like how the film ends in a way, and I just went, okay, I can wow. see why they updated it, and right, that's right, right. what we're here to talk about now. Okay. Is like, why are right. does this work as an update, and how does it work now? In a okay, sense, okay, good. Well, I'll let I'll let you go through all that since you have the, <laughs> you know the knowledge of the lore. But uh, as a casual, here we go. So again, I saw the original movies, mm-hmm. and I'm but uh, you know how long ago that was, man. <laughs> like I haven't seen those movies in years, right? Yeah, it's been so long. I the I think the last time I saw Clear and Present Danger was in the theater. Yeah. Okay, that's a long fucking time ago. Okay, but you I remember you had to remind me when we kind of briefly spoke that William Defoe was John Clark 
in yes. that movie. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I totally forgot because it's been years, right? Like, it's been yeah. years. And, again, I played I played the first three Splinter Cell games. I played mm-hmm. the Advanced Warfighter games. I played some of the Rainbow Six games. I played them as games, but you know yeah. how long ago that shit was? <laughs> right. So I don't remember the story and plots or anything like that. So I'm kind of mm-hmm. detached. So I'm kind of a newbie. Uh, coming in here, I just, I just I'm just viewing this as like, okay, did Samurai enjoy this as an action thriller? Did it deliver? That's the only thing I'm looking out for. So you mm-hmm. bring your you bring your aspect over here. So chat, we're getting ready to get into it without remorse. Uh, thanks for everyone for hanging out with us today, and uh, let's see here. All right, let's do this. All right, without remorse. Uh, directed by Stefano Solima. Starring Michael G. Borden. Michael B. Michael G. Borden. Did you know Michael G. Borden was uh, in this? Michael G. Borden. How many people have done that in life? Have reversed the letters? Come on, Kyle. Don't leave me hanging, man. John, John me... Travolta. John Travolta has done it. <laughs> oh, TV. man. So Come on. Come on. Mike, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson said... Conefold. All right? He didn't say Stone Cold. He said Conefold. Come on. Everybody does it once in a while. God damn it. I know, but John had so. All right. See, this is what you have when you come here, y'all. This, I'm real. I make fun of myself. Fuck it. We have fun here. All right. So back to it here. So the movie stars uh, Michael G. Borden and Jody Tur- <laughs> Turner-Smith, Jamie Bell, uh, fellow fan four stick alumni that's right did you guys forget about that they actually made the movie together yeah. for uh the, fa- the the everyone's favorite fantastic four film they were together in that and uh guy pierce is also in this and, and many others but uh pretty solid cast here uh all right so without remorse all right let's go ahead and see <laughs> everyone's laughing and <laughs> hey you're here for fun all right, I gotta make fun, fun of myself. Right, fuck it. Everyone's right. gotta have fun on this. That's right, Michael G. Borden, son. Woo! Knowing my luck, I'll get him on the podcast one day, and I'll say his name like that. <laughs> That's gonna happen. Hey, it's an honor to have Michael B. Michael. Look, I said it right now. Look, I tried to. I just tried to botch it, and I said it right. Jesus, it's fun. All right. <laughs> so the movie, I enjoyed. You know, the positives for me about this film. Again, this is spoiler talk to uh, you guys yep. that are watching. I enjoyed the tactical action shootouts. I enjoyed all that stuff. Um, something is wrong with the movie, and I need you to help me with it. That's why I wanted to bring you in with this with this discussion. Yep. Because it checks all of the boxes. Yep. When you look at it from a casual, which is me, looking at it right here, it checks all the boxes. You have a likable lead. Who puts on a solid performance? Puts on a good performance. You have a very solid, uh, you know, co-starring cast, yes. right? Their performances are are, are are very well done. The movie looks great. Cinematography for it's good. It looks like a you know like a movie has some budget to it. The soundtrack's fine. The soundtrack's kind of solid. It's not yeah. like great. It's not memorable, but it's no. it serves its purpose. You know, and the the tactical action shootout set pieces. I I did enjoy when they were there. And- and I did like I did I tried to like find any flaw in it, but I realized nope, that's how with Navy SEALs and how tactical they would approach it in certain yeah. ways, unless unless an actual Navy SEAL says, Nope, we would have done it this way and this way, I'd be like, No, no offense to Navy SEALs, but but that that 
that's how most, like you said, casual audiences would see it as right. tactical as possible. But then, unless an actual Navy SEAL or Army right. Ranger and everyone else says, this is how we would protest. I said, okay, respect to that. But Yeah, so it checks all of the boxes that should deliver yes. um, big time and make me go, this is nice. This is awesome. Right? And then, Kyle, yo, without remorse, son. <laughs> without remorse, watch it right now. So it has all the boxes there to make me do that. However, I did not do that. Something was missing. I yes. need you to help me. Help me here. I, I'll, I'll just get off the bat right now. I did enjoy this film. I found it to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. I do not love it. I don't love it. I don't think it's an amazing action thriller. Yes. I wasn't like, oh my God, without remorse. But for for a sit down, you know, good old fashioned time waster movie, hey, what's the newest movie that's out? Sure, I'll watch it. Yeah. Ah, that was all right. That was my takeaway. Yeah. That was all right. I, I enjoyed that. It was entertaining. But it doesn't mean I love the movie. No. But But at the end of the day, I've been trying to think. What is holding this movie back? Exactly. What is keeping this movie back? What is keeping this movie from being amazing? I'm exactly. just going to throw it out there, and you give your opinion. Mm-hmm. I think it needed more action. Maybe more action. I'm just throwing. I'm, I'm no, just, no, no. I'm thinking. No. I'm just thinking. May, what for me? I'm just like yeah. I don't know. Maybe it needed more action. I think half of the movie, and I know it's kind of a prequel that's setting up a franchise. Yeah. I know that's what this is. Yes. But the thing is, is I kind of feel like as soon as the movie got started, it ended. It and that's really. And I think I that's pro- yeah. I think that's my problem with it. It's yeah. like I'm like, oh shit, we go all right. He's, he's defending this. He's fighting against this. He's fucked up, guys. Pierce, yeah. oh the credit, oh the credits, oh the credits are rolling. Okay. <laughs> and that, I think that's my problem with it. And honestly, it's exactly how I felt too. Because what, remember, you messaged me like yesterday saying so how is it and i just went eh. yeah and I, I didn't say i did not like it i did not hate it yeah I, I just went i i have no actual words for it because it's it's again so this is nothing against michael b jordan he is a yeah, phenomenal actor he knows how to lead a film um the woman jody turner smith pl- yeah. plays karen greer his mm-hmm. superior right like she she really showed that she cared as her as being a commander of yeah. her troop. Right. And then basically what happens is like I think there's so it's not mostly just action we needed more. It was mostly the tension and build up that we needed because really this whole film threw out threw at us so much about like this is supposed to be about his revenge and then it's supposed to be about catching this one yeah, one guy that invaded his home and trying to start a, a very pretty much a war. Yeah, between Victor. Both right. Yeah, Victor trying to start this, but at the same time, you find out in the end that like it it's just I I don't want to say it like a this, higher but power. It, yeah, a higher power, but also patriotism of like proving what pa- patriotism really leads to. And I said, and I thought in my head, okay, this is really where you threw out so much at this right now. Okay. Like, like it. Yes, both both men, like Victor and John, are doing this on behalf of U.S. and Russia. But at the right. same time, like this should not 
been at this part right now. Like, if they were setting up a franchise, this should have just been, like, that should have just been, like, a small little catalyst to lead right. to the next film because that's the problem with some of these films was they're banking too much on building a franchise. Like, I think you're I think you're on to something there. I think you're and it's like it's like literally, okay, you were setting up the revenge. Now a lot of people said about this movie, oh it's just you've seen it, you same thing, nothing new, you've seen this before, yeah. it's cliche revenge movie, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. I'm okay I'm okay with that though. Like yeah. how many martial arts movies are about revenge? Exactly. And, <laughs> you're like, I'm and, okay with that, but as long as it's entertaining, I'll keep exactly. coming back. Right? Because we would need some some every revenge film has something different every time. Like, for example, Upgrade. Yeah. Upgrade had a had the same approach, but then next thing you know, it's like guy gets a chip in his, in him, and he t- goes from a paraplegic to a fucking massive killer. <laughs> and as and the so, ending is beautiful, but so for you, the action's fine. It's the character development was lacking. Character development along with the story, because like we like you said, it's we know what the story is. It's just that tension does not build at all in this film to the point where yes we're seeing these interesting set pieces of like oh well you know there's this um there's and the fact that what what's interesting about like rainbow six and i understand why rainbow six is took a long time because to to actually be made or written is the fact that there's four sub stories. There's the main story, and then the I'm other sorry. three. I'm sorry. I gotta highlight yeah. this. All good. It's better than more comment. <laughs> the movie was horrible as a fan. I was so so disappointed. Okay, that just made me laugh. I no, no, all good. Like that's actually pretty funny. And <laughs> that's the other thing. Like having an adaptation is just like yeah. Everyone, yeah. everyone expects so much in an adaptation too. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember you were discussing with me of like everyone was just saying that saying that John Clark should have been th- played by this guy, this guy. And we even stated that if we had a choice. And I hate to Cause use because he's supposed to the way you've described the character to me, yeah. he's supposed to be an older grizzly yeah. veteran, right? Like Not a Liam young Neeson. guy, like, like Liam, some Neeson. Liam Neeson type or yeah. or maybe Idris Elba, Idris Elba older like any, yeah, grizzly, anyone. Yeah. That yeah. shows like there's like he's been through shit. Whereas this is nothing wrong with how they ended it in the film. But the fact was, when I saw that mid cred scene, when um, yeah. he's hanging out with Jamie Bell, who got Jamie who's the now promoted to director. Yeah, director, yeah. and and I just like, oh, they're going with this look. So basically, to look older, just put on glasses. That's I look it. older now. One That's... year later, I'm going. <laughs> I just went. Are you serious? And I think then, Jamie Jamie Bell's gonna. Are you talking about? You talking about uh, Michael B. Jordan? About, yeah, G. Yeah. Borden. You talking about G. Yeah, Borden? G. Borden. G. Yeah. Borden. Like just yeah. having the glasses there, and and then when he says, <laughs> "I want to build," like literally telling the whole audience too, which rainbow I, son, rainbow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I want to introduce all this, and I'm going. What? Why rainbow? It's personal. Yeah, and I just, I just saw my head going. Okay. And originally, again, the, my original thought was they were going to do this whole film to have him be leading, like actually be the fo- foot soldier in the Rainbow team. But the fact that they made him the director of it yeah. or him, him asking to lead it and being the director of it, I was like, OK, you did that semi right. It's just. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I did not. It, the sad part is it did not make me care at I all. I think that's. I think. I think that's what I'm looking for. Because remember, I'm like, maybe Kyle can help me. Yeah. Because it checks all the boxes to be a really great thriller. Mm-hmm. And even though, even though I thought it was a very solid, entertaining movie, I didn't love it. Something kept yeah. me from loving it. And of course, no more action with me. You know, samurai. You exactly. know, me, I, I like that. But I think that's what it is. It's like when he does the whole rainbow, right? Yeah. We we casual and maybe fan yeah. of the lore should be going. Wah! Yes. We're What's rainbow side? What you know? We're so it's just like start to have rainbow sex finally. Yeah, and then... it's kind of like oh that happened. Okay, well back yeah. to the credits. I think that's it. I think that's it. He, we, the movie sets up the revenge plot where I'm all in. I'm like yeah, yeah. okay, fuck it. I love revenge f- films, even though they're, yes. they're done to death. I don't care. I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm all in. His his rehabilitation was like two minutes. Yeah, it was literally like two scenes, and he was perfectly fine after that. I was like ah, exactly. It would have been cool to see him struggle, right? That would have been cooler to root for him. You yeah. know what I mean? If we saw that. And, and then, literally, one mission. They go on one mission, yeah. and then the movie's over. Yeah. I think that's what it is for and me that kept it from being great. It's and like, especially, as soon as it gets started, oh, we're done. Especially when you're supposed to have, like, like the whole film starts off with him, with his team, his former team, and you barely notice anyone in the team. Right. Uh, choice is another. The beginning, somebody, somebody on the screen was fake. <laughs> I, you know what? I didn't notice the scream either. There you go. I, I, no, I did. I you did. did. It was yeah, and I it was. I forgot it, about it. Or it was like I. It was like this guy was going out to take out the garbage, and then he gets run over, and then they hear his daughter scream, and it was like the. Oh, that game. part. Okay. Yeah. I like that run over scene though. Yeah. That was and, dope. That was done really well. That was. I, I actually thought that. he was gonna get blown up. Honestly, I was like, okay, is it gonna be a blow up? Gets run over. I was like, okay, yeah. that, that's interesting. The and then... I forgot about the scream. Now. <laughs> and then, uh, and Bruce, then the fact that Bruce Leeds is in the in, in the house. What's going on, Bruce? Check it out, brother. Check it out. Yeah. Like if you want, you got Amazon Prime. You can watch it for free. By all yeah. means, check it out. It's a very solid. It's a very solid, entertaining thriller. It's just not amazing. Okay, but you may love it, and that you know that's all that matters at the end of the day, as long as you're entertained by it. Sure, so you want to get into you want to get into the movie here. So we got this opening scene. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that tactical going yeah. in, gun, you know, doing a thing, being badasses as you do, and already he's got beef with uh, Jamie Bell's character. What's his character? Yeah, name? Uh, Robert Ritter, which Ritter. has been a mainstay character that throughout like the whole Tom Clancy universe, especially okay. being a CIA like Ritter. Uh, CIA yeah. um, liaison for for Jack Ryan and John Clark, so that way they're protected. And the effect was like okay, I remember watching the opening scene and I was like, okay, we're starting off in water and it looks like you, you would think it looks like um in an ocean somewhere and then it pulls back to show that yep, they're they're in this little like warehouse that they're going to take someone and then then it hit me this film was supposed to be in theaters but it looked like a tv movie oh it's supposed to go to theaters yeah originally it was supposed to be in theaters like last year it was supposed to be in theaters and then when amazon said like yeah we'll we'll release on amazon because we have jack ryan might as well 
can, right, so right. Plus, get people to get Amazon Prime, right? Exactly. Hey, we want to see the new the, the, the new Michael, uh, you know, G. Borden movie. Yes, uh, <laughs> we want to change so, keep up. You know, but uh, yeah, there's already friction between him and Ritter because Ritter's not telling him everything. Exactly, and, and they go in. And he's like, "Hey, this is Russian. What do you say? This is army, Russian, Russian yeah. army." And Ritter people. said they were supposed to be, like um, another uh, just random KGB agents or something yeah, else, yeah. and Armenian or something. I forgot what it was, but just to divert everything. And the fact yeah. that they, he like Ritter just shows like he doesn't really care about who's working with him. Just get the fucking job done, and then right. they would go go off right and then you have Greer the commanding officer yeah literally get trapped and then showing that um Borden doesn't <laughs> now I'm doing it <laughs> Borden does... I've jinxed you my friend <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Borden like sa- sacrificing to like save his commanding officer and I was like okay if that makes sense you're yeah. setting up the whole kind of team but we don't get to really know who who the team is. We just know Greer, Ritter, and Clark. That's it. Whereas the other guys, we rarely got any, like, scenes with them. The only one scene is, like, literally, like, I I really just... Hey, how's it going? That was it. (laughs) Not even that. Like, just, like, the scenes where there's, like... Like, at least in John Wick, it makes sense because they were building up who John Wick is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, it's, like, Oh, Ritter's just like, oh, who are you supposed to be? And then the other teammates are like, oh, he's just a badass. I'm going, I literally <laughs> closed my eyes and just went like, ow. <laughs> that, that because, he, because, because, Kyle. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I enjoyed, uh, I like scenes like that mm-hmm. where they're just getting marked. You know, the teams, yes. they, the Russians are like, oh, oh, all right. You gonna kill one of ours? We're coming after you. Of course, yeah. it was all it was all a huge plan, right? Yes. Let's kill the you know. Let's have you kill one of ours. Let's kill one of yours. Yes. But let's have the one Russian soldier will sacrifice his life and he'll stay yes. behind. Yes. And you know that so will that trigger be- Americans to go over to Russia. Russia. They'll die over there, leaving yep. American soils on uh, Americans, you know, on their soil. Yes. And then, oh, we can have a we can have a war here. So yeah. it was all a plan by the you know the the higher ups. The higher ups. That's all what this is. Uh, but I did enjoy, despite the horrible scream in the background by the daughter, I enjoyed the uh, dude getting run over. I thought that was really yeah. well done. And the guy who got shot out of the van. Yeah. Uh, more more of that. Kind of like kind of reminded me a little bit of a you know, Lethal Weapon Two. You know, oh, the yeah, cops definitely. started getting fucked up. You know. Yeah. I and, enjoyed uh, that. And that's where I was like, okay, this should. For me, it should have been engaging, but at the same yeah. time, it's like we should have had gotten to know some of the other right. team members. And yeah. when they went, went after um, went after Borden and his wife, yeah. they, I was like, okay, let's actually have that. And then when they actually like go up to to their room and shoot her, I was just like, it. I don't know if it was a cinematography in a sense of, or just the lack of, like, you you should feel something for the fact that they just outright kill her. Like, I understand that in the real sense, realistic sense, that this is what their job is. Right. But here, they just, like, there's no build-up to it. It just... Right. You're dead. Next scene, he's dead. Yeah. And, oh, I see what you're saying. And you don't even know their names. 
no, don't even, even know they're... spend time with them at least a little bit. Yeah, and, um, and especially with the wife, like this is like something that Borden and his wife were like <laughs> literally together, yeah. and you spend all their time together, and then when she says, "Yeah, just don't stay up, stay up listening to music," and then it hard cuts to him actually listening to music yeah. later at night. But right. when they're infil- when the Russians are infiltrating his house, you want to see like the fact that they're ready to do this, like the Russians are ready to do this, and then like just have that one moment of like maybe like maybe she'll wake up or something like that. But nope, she's just fast asleep, and then right. shot her dead. Shoot, shoot the one guy that's supposed to be the sacrifice, and then Michael B. Jordan just gets up the stairs and he's shooting everyone. And I will say for the fact. Finally, compared to nobody. <laughs> um, well, that's different type of action. Well, well, it's not. It's not even just that. It's like the side fact that you're in a house and you have gunshots going off. Why isn't anyone running down the stairs? This movie did it right, surprisingly. Where they heard the gunshots <laughs> running down the stairs, like finally, like, you, you just don't stay there. Like, yes, yeah. you could check the corners and everything else, but yeah. come on, just rush down. Yeah. Maybe this guy is not as trained, but at the same time, he is. Yeah, and, but somehow they got the shots off. And... Yeah, I, I, but I enjoyed the you know again the performance from Michael mm-hmm. was good. It was very yeah. well done, and and but I like that scene where you know it was kind of realistic in a way. He got damaged mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. He got damaged too, and he was just on the yeah. ground, just he couldn't even move. And he yeah, couldn't even go in there to save his wife, but it was too late exactly. by that time already. But he saw for a second because the flashlight that the yeah. rush, that he dropped. Yeah, uh, kind of pointed perfectly at the Victor's face, and so yeah. we saw him before Victor got away. Exactly, and um, and, and uh, then you know we have our five second rehabilitation scene, yeah. uh, which we de- this needed to be longer instead of just you know what, hey, yeah. I got out of bed, I'm stretching, and I'm because, good. Because you got a punctured lung, and also if you got shot on the shoulder, that shit is gonna fuck you up hard for however right. long. And but on top of that, the Okay, these two things happened in the film, and I was like, "This, it doesn't belong in the film." I, I understand that they're trying to create that emotional connection. Yeah, but the the scene where he's about to wake up again after being shot, and then he's with his wife. Yeah, in the park, and then next thing you know, it goes all dark, and she gets torn away. I'm like, "Was she gets sucked into the void?" You mean? Yeah, I'm just like. <laughs> This is not needed. You're supposed to make this is the thing. This is supposed to be a realistic approach of like counter terrorism and everything else. Unless, and I'm like, unless he's having a nightmare. I don't know. Maybe that's what yeah. it is, right? But even now, then, maybe if, maybe the rest of the movie had if it had that tone where he would have these crazy nightmares. You know, maybe about losing his wife or something, or failing. You know, kind of like the vet, yeah. the old Max Payne video games. Remember, yeah. he would have those dream levels, exactly, where he would have, like hear his family crying in the background, yeah. he's trying to get to them. I don't know. I I, I guess that's what would, they were doing, but they only did it once. They only did it once, and then so or, it was like okay, but also like him like joining her literally at the end, right when he's like in that car with Guy Pierce, and I was like, okay, we're doing this again. Yeah, because yeah. it it stuff like that. It, I I understand you're trying to have acceptance and also trying to get over grief. Scenes yeah. like that, but uh, it it's not easy, especially when you're doing something when you're adding something like something supernatural like that in a film that has a realistic approach. It just doesn't work. 
that's my take on it. Yeah. Because, because well, like it didn't work because it was one and done. Mm-hmm. Like maybe okay, let's let the action be realistic and tactical, yeah. but let's have his images in his brain be like whoa because we don't know yeah. what's in people's brains but they only had that scene like that once like maybe if they yeah. had a few more of those nightmare yeah. type type scenes or whatever but um but yeah you know it, it would have been nice to see him struggle and be in pain a yes. little bit more as well as you know going through the tragedy yes. of losing your loved yeah. one yeah you, know, you want to feel the pain of exactly of the hero but it was like no he's, he's better in five minutes okay He's better uh, in five minutes, and then next thing you know, like his, like Greer, um, telling him that what Guy Pierce and Ritter tell tells her, like, yeah, these are the people involved, and then she actually gives him all the files for that. Yeah, I and, can go for, I can go to jail for this, but here you go. <laughs> yeah, and, and he ends up going, he ends up going to jail, but I, I appreciate how smart he actually approached it in a way of just like, yeah, all right, I'm just gonna drink piss on my clothes and be a vagrant and then i was like okay that's kind of yeah when he was trying to get uh information and stuff like that yeah trying to sneak over to the building to where the uh the individual who will know where the fourth man is the fourth killer in his house that's why he went over there but yeah it was kind of funny put alcohol all over his body and yeah he's like being all like a drunk that was that was kind of fun uh, and, him going over there to do that to see where oh there's there's the guy I know where to go and follow him now but before that though you know like you know I I Guy Pierce okay I like Guy Pierce as an actor yes I do um, but <laughs> he's played so many bad guys yes <laughs> it's like he's the villain at the end yeah. oh yes. no I didn't see that coming it's like come on even I, I, in, I just I just wanted him to go full Iron Man three. Iron Man right at the end. I was just like, "Yep, we 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 knew that. <laughs> Don't we knew that?" <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> if he did that in this movie, this would have made it the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> right? Oh my god, dude! John Clark is in the MCU crossover film. <laughs> John Clark teams up with <laughs> Falcon. <laughs> and Winter Soldier. Oh my God! Oh, well, gotta... uh, well, that, that's the thing. Since uh, what's it called? Since Marvel bought 20th Century Fox, Marvel movies it might have. There you go. John Clark teams up with Frank Castle. He hires Frank Castle for a special mission, <laughs> The Punisher. Uh, but yeah, you know they they kind of put it on wraps. They're like, yeah, we can't do this. You know the the higher ups are like, look. Oh, these are Russians. This is not good. We need to just let it let it go. There's no, going to be no investigation about your wife dying. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Then and he goes after uh, goes after the gentleman here. Now, what did you think of this scene here? To get the information of the fourth man, Victor. What did you think of this? Like his uh, commanding officer Greer did point it out that he is acting reckless, and I agree how he approached being reckless about it. Like. Causing a car crash and then laying the car on fire, like yes, that's visually nice, but at the same time, like you could have actually taken the guy and interrogated <laughs> him, like somewhere in the corner, somewhere, like or just got in the car, like, shot the guy in the front, like he did, and yeah, then just pulled the gun on him. He didn't have to do the fire thing, but no, you know, didn't have to do the fire thing at all. <laughs> Where's the alternate ending where the guy just says, "No, I'm not telling you anything," and then the car blows up? Yeah, the and end. That's, that's the end. <laughs> Cut the credits. That would be it. Like that car should have exploded like right away, but no, they just 
they just it's 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 movie it's fine it's movie and yes i understand they just tried to build like this weird kind of not even weird it they they really tried to build this type of tension yeah that if you don't tell me this information this we're gonna die together and but even then it just it would have been cool though if he shot him not in a place to where he was going to eventually die Exactly. Like it would have been cool if he shot him in the leg or some, you know, both his yeah. legs, both his arms, mm-hmm. you know, and then torture the guy to tell the information. Exactly. But he shot him to where he's like, "Yeah, I punctured your lung. You're gonna die." If I was yeah. the guy, I would've been like, "Well, fuck you. I'm not telling you shit." Exactly. <laughs> so there's like so many like approaches that he could have done this, but yeah, at the same yeah. time, like yeah. this this movie played it too safe and too like to the point of like we. We're not getting the tension anymore. But here, because... here's a, but here, but no, you're right. But here's the thing: if he's a loose cannon yeah. like this, the whole fucking movie should have been this way. Exactly. He should have been should've. a loose cannon for the rest of the movie exactly. and just been like nuts. Exactly. <laughs> like and I'm I... doing things my way. I'm not going by the book. Fuck you. Exactly. And I'm going extreme for the rest of the movie. But and that's where I started thinking about also like the fact. How is he supposed to lead a team, especially <laughs> team of Rainbow, when his commanding officer is right there too? Yeah. Even though it, it's like it's when I know I'm getting ahead again, but That's fine. when when he joins them to go find Victor, right. and they're right there, they're like ready to like do this one thing, and then he just goes off and then finds them. And I'm just yeah. like, that was so so like un. It was just it was just but very. You're... But yeah, but you were right though. Like uh, the, the Greer, that's a superior, yeah. right? Yeah. She she told Guy Pierce, no, 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 no. He's not ready to lead the team. What exactly. are you doing? And Guy Pierce is like, no, he's good. But you know, Guy Pierce had an agenda because he's exactly. the Mandarin, the Mandarin, and he wanted like they were gonna get someone to actually die on a right. U.S. soldier to die on on right. a russian right. soil and the fact that they were going to use that and use him as a scapegoat and yeah. the fact is it just there's no satisfaction when we, when we're building up to it and then next thing i'm like when we finally get to victor and he's like and he's just switches off his vi- russian accent and he just says you know they i'm part cia also and then he just shows the bottom like you know what? and i just sat, <laughs> sat there watching the movie go like you know i'm not i'm not even I'm not even impressed that you have a bomb yeah. on you. Just fucking do it, dude. Just do it in this film because you're, you're whole sh- And that's where I, it wasn't that I mentally checked out. And again, everybody, yes, I should turn my brain off during a movie. I could not with this one. It's really fine. Well, like I said, you, you have the history of the lore. You know the lore. And you're a filmmaker yourself. So it's like, yeah, it's like some things you can't turn it, your it brain was that. Off. It was that, but mostly yeah. it was just more or less like I could not. That, that's why I can't say I didn't hate it or love it or yeah. I did not like it. It was just it's I right could there not in the middle for it. you. Yeah, I just could not enjoy it because I just could not sit back and just be right there going like, okay, we've seen all this, we know all this, but it's exactly all the tension building and all the suspense is not there. The term action thriller should be. Yeah. You should have some suspense. You should have some like, tension building. We had the we had the the opening here. We had the start. Yes. This exactly. was the start. This was the start of, oh shit, it's about to go down. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of just rode along with did everything yep. by the by the book, exactly. really. Uh, but not before we get to him going on the mission with the yes. team. Um, 
I forget about the, the you know, for what he did finding the information with this guy. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. he gets arrested and he gets put in prison. Yeah, he gets arrested and, and uh, then basically... I, I enjoyed his attempt at a prison break. Yeah. I that... like that scene. That was a good fight. The... But I like how he, like... You know, turned on the the faucet in his little jail cell. Yeah. Put water on the ground because he knew they were gonna come in and fuck with yeah. him. And then he like put water on himself, and he like you know, wrapped up his hand. Touched. And I yeah, thought about more, that. Mo- more of that. Exactly. We that, need more that of that. Like showing him like actually trying to be different about it, and especially when he t- tells like one of the guards after he has one of them in a chokehold, like yeah. You better get who I need to talk to, or else I'll fucking break his neck. I was I'll like, break his, I, I was like, all right, yeah, I was on board there. I was like, okay, yeah. And then someone finally comes in, and he's just like, right, I don't trust you yet. And he's like, Rear Santa, and I was like, oh, okay, all right. And then he just walks out. I'm just, and I thought in my head, going, man, <laughs> give me the cell phone. All right, yeah, and just how, just everything in that build up. Just okay, we got this, and then they just go right away to meet up with Ritter. Guy Pierce Greer and so so it kind of sounds like one of your issues with this film because since you know the source material is that you kind of feel like it was rushed. It does feel like that. It there's like moments that it there's events it, because the scenes of just being scenes. Yeah, they're just there and they don't push anything forward. Right. Because here it's like your the main source is. John Clark should be looking for Victor, and yet all these scenes are just like these are just cool scenes. Gotcha. And I, I, <clears throat> I'm, I don't want to say this because like the director directed Sicario two. Okay, I have not and seen that yet. I've only seen the the amazing the, first one, which was the really first good. one. Yeah, the yeah. first one. And the writer Taylor Sheridan wrote this film. Wrote both Sicario. Both wrote Wind River and directed Wind River, wrote Hell and High Water, and oh my he goodness. wrote both Sicario films. I I dislike the second Sicario film because it wasn't needed. Okay. But this guy knows his shit. Yeah. But for him to I, he, and I don't he know He did this movie. He wrote this film. Oh and, wow. And wow. the same director of Sicario 2 wrote this uh, directed this film, and I'm thinking right. in my head, like, is it is it uh, is it the production studio or is it whatever they did? And I found out also that this director is actually doing Call of Duty, the movie. I'm going, you know what? Whatever. I, I, I was just like, you know what? I, I don't want, I want to get into Call of Duty. I don't know if they're going to do the Modern Warfare. It's I'm so actually funny. stunned after all these years, as old as this franchise is, I'm actually completely, utterly stunned there was not a Call of Duty, Call of Duty movie already. Exactly. I'm surprised and, that it did not happen. I'm surprised it took this long to do. You know, like, uh, but they they had a bootleg one. Do you remember? Yes. Do you remember that bootleg one that came out? Yeah, <laughs> it, was it was starring real soldiers. You remember that? Yeah. Oh, what was the name oh, of yeah, that 12 movie? Strong? Twelve strong. No, 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 not twelve strong. Or this Act, was like way Act before that. Oh man, it's gonna kill me. It's gonna bother me. Um, it was, it was, it was. It starred real soldiers that was firing real ammo, and that was like oh, the God. selling point. But the problem, though, is that they're real soldiers. They're real badasses, yeah. but they're not actors. So yeah. <laughs> the acting was atrocious. Yeah, I am a soldier, and I soldier. Like it was like terrible. 
You know, yeah. but there was a moment in that movie. This came out right around when the Call of Duty thing exploded. Yeah. But there was a moment in that movie where it was kind of a first person view. Yeah. And I was like, okay, they're capitalizing on mm-hmm. the games, even though technically it's not official Call of Duty movie. That's no. going to bother me. Chat, chat, help me out. What movie am I talking about? Someone thinks it might have yes, been Act yes, of Valor. Yes, yes, Act of Valor. I am a soldier. <laughs> Like that's the acting so bad yeah. because they're real badasses. They're not. They're not actors. No, they're not actors. It's like, yeah, let's go into the actual battle. And the camera crew is like, oh shit. But but act of valor, yeah. But yeah, I'm surprised it took this long. And how many and times has the Splinter Cell movie been canceled? Been announced? So many times, which is interesting too. This is the interesting fact. So Splinter Cell is supposed to have Tom Hardy as as a. Really? As the lead? Yeah, as the lead. He was really? Play, he was supposed to play Splinter Cell, but uh, I just re- reread who was supposed to be casted in Without Remorse before Michael B. Jordan, and it was supposed to be Tom Hardy in that, too, as John Clark. And I was like, oh, shit. So it's kind of interesting how, which I'm surprised, actually, I'm not surprised that Ubisoft did not try and do this because this is not an actual video game adaptation. This is supposed to be a novel adaptation, but also taking the sort of, Original source material and just trying, trying to reboot it in a sense of today, modernize right. it. Which again, that's what they did with the Jack Ryan series. Here, it's like they tried it, right? But it would have kind of worked, which is why I said like there might be that one character. They state that he might be John Clark in the series, and then, then probably shoot for the fact that okay, this is how he is because John Clark is supposed to be the opposite of Jack Ryan. Okay. Like, because Jack, Jack Ryan is supposed to be more of like an analyst, but also like, uh, <clears throat> a, a logistical kind of guy. Whereas, so is John Clark more shoot first, ask questions. Yeah. Like, okay. Basically. Okay. So he was supposed to be more of the foot soldier. And yet the, the fact is both of them still work together and they work together in one and clear and present danger. And then I think in another book, and then did clear and present danger not do well? I, I think it would have been kind of fun to see a movie it, with Defoe. It actually as... it did do very well as like the last film, but they could not pick up the fact that they've been trying since like ninety four to that would make be fun to see Defoe. Yeah, to actually ass. to actually like adapt <clears throat> this story. Yeah, yeah, and because like I said, to see a without remorse film, at, it would be like Rambo five. That's the thing. It would have That's been like Rambo Five, too. right, right, right. Because my, minus the Kali Ma shit, the fucking Kali Ma. Shit. I loved it. I loved it. God damn it! <laughs> I, I, all I can say is that moment. That moment where he shoots four arrows in his yeah. shoulders. Yes. And, his, and I was in the theater. My friends yes. and I just watch it, and then he just drags the knife out, and he pulls out his heart. I laughed hard. Come on! It's I know it's it's great. It's entertaining. It's hilarious. Come on. It was, it was entertaining, but ridiculous yeah. at the same time. Yeah, I, yeah. I we, yeah, we I were there. To, we were there for ridiculousness. And but, all uh, I wanted was Kalima. Come, Kalima, Shakti Day. Oh, Namsibai. Oh, Namsibai. Oh, Namsibai. Oh, Namsibai. Exactly. It's a living The younglings right now are going, what the fuck are we talking about? Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Watch it. It's yes. a great movie. Uh, but yeah, but 
Kalima. <laughs> but that's the thing. You remember that Kalima. Exactly. Right? You're not going to remember anything after watching this movie, even though I was no. entertained. I was entertained by it. It just, I didn't. <sighs> it, it, it's it's so, it's, it's one of, it's so forgettable, man. Exactly. And it's so why, forgettable. And that's why <laughs> I think it's exactly like the 2004 Chris Pine, Jack Ryan film. Hmm. Is, no this, is this better a little bit in, 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 in the, with the Jack Ryan movie in terms of least action? I, honestly, I never saw it. Oh, oh <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Chad will let us know. What movie had better action? This movie or, or uh, Jack Ryan, New Recruit, Bootloo, Electric Bootloo, whatever the fuck it was called? Everyone's let us like, know. that was a thing. Everyone's <laughs> going to say that. that What's that movie? That, that, that movie came out? What is that? I think but, they're still trying to figure out what Kali Ma is, but uh, we're having fun here today. Uh yeah, and um, <laughs> we can just talk about Temple of Doom for the rest of the <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I don't go on tangents because the side fact that, again, the original Battle of Moors sounds exactly like Round of the Last Blood, and then Round of the Last Blood has this final scene in there. Fucking <laughs> Indiana Jones in it. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> they took the stones from here. It's Dr. Jones. We're just gonna do. We're just gonna do Temple of Doom quotes for the rest of the. Oh shit, Doctor Jones. That's it. I'm stopping right now. Oh my god, I'm, I'm, tears are coming out. Kyle, you got me. You got tears coming out. Kyle, it's your fault. All right, now back to something positive about the movie. I enjoyed uh, the airplane crash sequence and the. Uh, you know why I enjoyed it? Because it looked real. Like, in yeah. terms of, you know, they got hit. You know, they're yeah. traveling to go on their mission, right? Yes. And the plane gets hit, which is another, like, well, who hit the plane? What's yeah. going on, right? Which is another reason why John went after Ritter later, which you'll I'll, I'll show a photo of that. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed when, after the plane crashed, them trying to break out the whole cast that was in there, the whole team. They're in there trying yeah. to break out and survive. And and and, and John and Clark's crap. like, "We need the gear, man. We got nothing. We're nothing without the gear. We need the gear." Yeah. But you could see them inside the airplane set. Yeah, it's a real set. You could see it sinking. You could see it turn. Yeah, with all of them in there. I was like, "All right, movie. All right." Anytime, any practical effects or sets like that where it's real and looks real, and this is like the real cast are in there. Yeah. Underwater and shit. I like, I'm like, all right, I, I'll give that scene points. That was great. Now, yeah. after that, you know, John Clark, you know, holding his breath for 30 minutes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that happened in the book, maybe. <laughs> oh, I get to... It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. He got the gear. And, and like those scenes, those underwater scenes, you would want, everyone should feel like they should hold their breath with the main character. Yeah. It, because you're feeling that tension. And here, for me, like it, it was well done. Yeah. And then once it got to the parts where he was just like grabbing all the stuff, I was like, okay, bye. Just don't want to hold my breath with you because I just know you're gonna do it. <laughs> that that was mostly yeah. me. Just like I know you're gonna make it out. I know you're gonna make it out. I I I still don't feel the tension. <laughs> like the, the plane's just not the plane's dropping with the water. I'm like, yes. Yeah. And then the whole thing is filling up with water, and he's trying running out of air supply. I was like, okay, that's right. 
You're gonna get out of this. Yep, there it is. <laughs> that 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 because like there is yeah. no build up or tension. Like everything checks it off. He just like, succeeds at everything, exactly. kind of thing, right? Exactly. Yeah, I gotcha. That's probably what it is. But the, before that, though, the actual set of the plane mm-hmm. that was cool. That yeah. was actually I, I I enjoy stuff like that. I really do. Oh my god, I'm still laughing over. <laughs> 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 Smoke, smoked monkey, monkey brains. Yeah. Oh my god! Okay, don't think you, Doctor Jones. <laughs> you know that's bad, bro. We going to talk about another movie during the movie review of another movie. It's all good. We're gonna keep rocking and rolling for chat because they're watching. They're hanging out with us. All right. So this actual, probably the most powerful and well acted scene was when he was fed up. You know, yes. they all get the gear, they survive, and then they come across Ritter's team. He sees Ritter giving some Russians some money. He thinks it's yes. shady. He's like, what the fuck's going on? He pushes Ritter up against the wall, and he's literally about to blow his brains out. Yeah. Very. This is one of the positives of the film. Yeah. Really good acting from John Clark and uh, what's Ritter here. Ritter. You know, their yeah. characters from the actors. This is really good acting here. This was, a good, this was a good scene. Yes. And we, we needed more of this, more tension, more, oh, shit. You know, but but good scene though. It was short. It was, but it was a good scene, and it actually made me believe that Ritter might have been the villain. It yeah. made me believe that. That actually wanted me to do that, like because I kept thinking in my head, like, is Ritter from the story, the novels, and is he supposed to be like helping him out? But the fact that they actually did the bait and switch here in the film, yeah, thinking that Ritter is fucking them over, because yeah. they played that out throughout the whole film. I was like. He might be, he might not be. I don't know. Yeah. And and when we got get to this point, it was like, shit, is he gonna blow his brains out? <laughs> Fuck, this is gonna be nuts. And and then of course he says, No, we're working with these guys so we, we could find this. And also we thought you guys were gone. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I like the I like the quick cut after that scene. All of a sudden yeah. Jamie Bell's character teleported to the top of the stairs. <laughs> he's all the way over. He's like, he turns around. Are you fucking crazy? Are you yeah. out of your mind? I was like, how the fuck did he get up there in like one second? He, he, just, had, he just had him at gunpoint right here. Yeah. He turns and all of a sudden he's up there. But it's fine. It's fine. He, he probably took that heart. <laughs> Ate some monkey brains. You know, got the stones. You know how it is. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Secretly, the film has a double doom undertones. <laughs> Oh man! So we get to they get to to, to Victor. Victor. Yes. It's funny. I'm I'm actually drinking vodka today, uh, and uh, vodka. I'm what drinking, drinking vodka light water. Ah, you're drinking water to my vodka. Vodka, yes. Vodka. And uh, he meets Victor, and Victor's there chilling, with, like you said, with no accent, and they're yeah. you know, sneaking into the building, and he's like, "Hey, you're a pawn." I'm a pawn. We mm-hmm. be pawns. Pawns can't be taken out to kings. Yes. So, you know, bibbidi bobbidi boop. We're the same, you and I. Uh, yeah. Except I'm about to blow myself up for the greater good. And, and it then, was literally that. Like, it, it, like I said, they, that should have been it, a more emotional moment. Emotional moment. Especially because that's the guy that killed his wife. Like, yeah. it should have been a little bit more dialogue or powerful. Exactly. You know, something. I don't know. And like I said, this this type of ideal of patriotism and all that other stuff should have been in a different film. 
Like, should have mm. been somewhere down the line because, yes, there's conspiracy and shit like that. That that should have been just a small undertone of this film. Right. Because it would have led to something bigger they would find out later on. And I'll get to, I'll get into that when we like okay. talk about what I would have done differently and yes, everything we'll, else because we'll, we'll get to that <laughs> when we when we get to later in the film. Yeah, but yeah. Let's rewind a little bit for the audience. So yes. we go from this, okay, to you're a pawn. I'm a pawn. Yeah, yeah. Eh, eh, you know how it yeah. goes. Eh, yeah, you know how it is. You know, yeah. how it goes. You know, and it's and it's not even like him like. He doesn't question it, like, Clark doesn't question it. Of course he questions it while they're being shot at after after Victor blows, blows himself, himself up. up. And then the snipers, the two yeah. sniper action sequence shows up, which was a really yeah. good scene. Honestly, I, I was impressed by that scene. Like, as much as I... Was I that the best should've... scene? Was that the best action scene in the movie? I think so. I, I would say yeah. that that is because, like, yeah. he, he actually goes off and actually sacrifices himself to actually... Yeah get the whole team out of there. But on top of that, like how him, Greer, Greer was going, they, he and Greer trying to devise a plan, plan to like stop one sniper. And like, she holds off on her own. And I was like, yeah. good. She holds off on her own and doesn't need as much as everyone says this. Like it, like she didn't need anyone else helping her. She fucking killed the sniper herself and yeah, he, good. he like jumped buildings to get over there to order and then she already yeah. killed the guy <laughs> he exactly. arrived she's like Wait, exactly. what, took you, what took you so long you know he's like yeah. or, or she oh, no she said gun, her gun her gun, uh, jam. gun jam and yeah. i was like that that is yeah. true because guns can jam and i was like good, yeah good. yeah and but other than that like them being hunkered down and everything else i was like that that happens in war that happens in actual kind of shootouts yeah. and the fact that they were going off and I will state this. This is a slightly off topic. One dude looks so familiar. And I was like, what? Who is that dude? Then I looked it up. I was like, oh, right. It's Julius Caesar from Spartacus. Holy shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. I have to look at it again. All right. Love that show. Very underrated show. Really underrated show. And I was like, holy crap, Caesar's in this. And then he dies. I'm like, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like. You're cool. And here's the thing. (laughs) This is where it got really weird in that scene. Actually, that's where it got really weird. When they're all like being. When they're hanging from the ladders and the alligators at the bottom and shit. Yeah, I know. No, no, not that part where like. (laughs) What was it? I can't. It, was it before or after the sniper starts shooting at them that they all started like to get to know each other? Right. But what about the scene when they got in the mine cart and they were going down, get trying to get away and escape? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you just got what I was doing? Okay. Remember when John Clark was like, water, water, you know? Oh, we're, we have fun. We have all, fun. All the Indiana Jones. This movie, <laughs> this movie should have been Indiana Jones. <laughs> but yeah, um... The, they realize, yeah, that's the best scene in the film when they have the two snipers. That was actually some actual tension there mm-hmm. because the way the action sequence was structured, yes. like that was really good. Like I, I really enjoyed that. And then the cops trash. showed up and they yeah. took the snipers took out the cops. Yeah, I was like, to, holy to shit! Frame them, and I was like, okay, that's smart. That yeah, that, that and, yeah, and then they they kind of realized, okay, 
This was a setup. Yeah. They want to kill. They want American soldiers' bodies to be found. Yes. On Russian soil. This is what we're going to do. I'm technically a felon still because after this mission, Guy Pierce said, I'm going right back to prison. Yeah. They don't give a shit about me. No one's going to care if I die. So let me go to the roof and cause a distraction so you and the men can escape. Yeah. Of course, she's all against this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, uh, she, you know, she lets him do it. And, you know, we get a little bit more solid action, man. There's yeah. some solid action here and there. Now, the trailer made it look like there'd be a lot more action than the movie game. Exactly. And that- especially when he's, like, fighting dudes and coming up the staircase and fighting. Like, he really only fought, like, one dude. Yeah. Like, hand-to-hand combat, and then he kind of shoots some other guys. But it's still filmed very well. Like, yes. it's still it's still very well done. And um, that's, that's why... I've- I say, like, here, they really relied on the small amount of action to sell it to to the audience. Yeah. Whereas... A little bit, little bit more. Would have been fine. A little bit more. Like, a little bit more. For, for example, remember how Sicario came out, and they didn't show much, but that film was filled with so much tension because it kept you wanting to go forward yeah. with it. It was like, more impactful when action did Moving happen. with everyone... Yeah, finding out oh, where is this leading to? Where and the fact again, this is written by Taylor Sheridan, the same guy yeah. that wrote Sicario, and I'm like thinking, yeah, where where is that approach and put it in this? Because we yeah, want to know is yeah. where is it. That's where the tension was, dude. The but, end without spoiling anything. The end finale in Wind River, which is not an action film, yes, was more. Suspense and tension building. Oh yeah, and like holy shit, than anything in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But all, all they... you know, I'm being honest. I was like, when it got to that end, I was like, because I wasn't expecting any of that. Yeah, because it was a it was a mystery murder mystery film. Exactly, I wasn't expecting and... that. No. So and... when that happened, I was like, dude, this is fucking nuts, man. Yeah. But I didn't really get that in this. You know? Exactly, and that's where it's like, is it because of the studio or anything else? And honestly, it might have been because, again, IP and just get Paramount wants money and everything else. Could be. Okay. It could be. And, and trying to build a franchise, and I think that's where it hinges on, like, we're trying to build a whole franchise. We don't care how, how you do it, just build the whole franchise. Prime example, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> but this this needs to stop... You can have ambitions for a franchise, yes. but you got to make the first movie good, man. Exactly. Look, here's a good example. And believe it or not, I actually like some parts of Green Lantern, despite mm-hmm. his, how bad Green Lantern is. There's some positives in there. Yes. But Green Lantern is a good example. Like, oh, at the end, you're going to reveal Sinestro, really? Yes. Like, right at the end, you're going to... No, you failed. Yes. Concentrate on making a good movie first. Exactly. Do the best that you can. First, throw throw all your throw it all in throw all your you know well, you know what I'm trying to say throw, exactly you know, like, throw do, as much of an actual story an actual yeah. character building character development action up. choreography excitement do it all first exactly you know and then everybody like that was a fucking great movie I can't wait exactly. to watch the next one then you got the audience exactly they need to stop assuming the audience is gonna be oh. Exactly. You know, like, no, 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 don't assume that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we'd have several Green Lantern movies sequels by now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but, uh, 
you know, I, I did enjoy the sniper sequence. That was great. I did yes. enjoy that. Um, him and, causing a distraction was good. I had fun with then, that. And then actually sneaking out after, like... <laughs> yeah, that was, I like that. In disguise? Yeah. He grabbed one of the soldiers. What was it? One of the... Uh... The the cops and then got into an ambulance and then drove off. I was like, okay, good. That Yeah, the, you're in the, disguise. The... He grabbed one of the outfits. And I was like, finally, we do one piece of espionage that he could do. <laughs> finally. <laughs> This movie's more Hitman than the Hitman movie. We I know, right? <laughs> I was going to say that, too. I was like, so Hitman? <laughs> and I was like, wait, wrong, franchise wrong, game one. But then again, I'm like, this is not supposed to... And it just hurt my brain to the point I'm just like, Kyle, just sit back and try, try and find some semblance of, can you enjoy this? I'm oh, like, fuck. I don't know oh. if I can. Dude, but... you got me dying today, man. I'm like in tears here. So anyway, back to Temple of Doom. Yes, right. Uh, fun movie. I enjoyed that, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, he escapes. I I enjoyed that scene. He he meets up with his team. Yeah. They go back to the motherland, and a great scene between him and Jamie Bell. Yeah. Where Bell's like, "No, nah, man, you're not going back to prison, bro. I'm gonna give you all this for what you did. You saved yeah. us. Um, take there's some money. You were, as far as I'm concerned, you're dead. And you know, let everybody think you're dead. And what's surprising about that is, like, they actually tried to mirror that scene from the actual novel, I believe, where um, a police officer is trying to investigate all the murders that he's done. And then next thing you know, John Clark actually sacrifices himself and kills himself off the boat. And then that's how he gets his new identity. And I was like, oh, "Oh, we're going to end it here? And then the movie kept going. I was like... <laughs> and, and then when the, when they're like doing the whole news reports of everything, I'm like, yeah, Russia leaks, and I'm just like, wow, you're really gonna do this movie? You're really gonna do the Russian leaks of U.S. stuff? Really? Right, right. <laughs> I was like, Ugh. and then and the guy, guy Pierce just, is like, well, who leaked it? And Jamie Bell's like, I'm not us. Yeah, you know, one of that. But then it cuts to Guy Pierce in the restroom, and. uh Michael G. Borden pulls a Batman yep. and appears in there. And basically, you know, finds out Guy Pierce is full of shit and he knows he's not telling the truth. So he puts him in a sleeper hold, chokes him out. Yep. Uh, rear naked choke. And then he whispers. <laughs> he whispers in his ear. Or he whispers while he's being choked. I am the Mandarin. <laughs> <laughs> You got, you got to do those. <laughs> he, just, he, he, had to, he had to do this when he said that I am the Mandarin, right? Yeah. I am the <laughs> Guy Pierce, Iron Man 3 is not your fault. It's all right. I just like Bloodshot. Not your fault. It's not your fault, guy. <laughs> uh, so, and then he, you know, he puts him in the car and uh, crashes over the bridge. Yep. Basically, he's like, look, I'm going to go kill your family unless you. You know, tell me what no. I need to know. And yeah. Guy Pierce is like freaking out and he tells him what he needs to know. And it's, an, it's just like you said, it's the whole patriotism for the yeah. greater good. For the, the, greater good. The, the thing is, is like using World War II is not a good excuse. Like yes. he's all like, look yeah. at what happened in World War II. We yeah. had an enemy to fight. We had a greater enemy. So everyone came together. Yeah. Right. Not like today. No one gives a shit about each other. That's yeah. true. That's exactly. true. But no one had nukes in World War II era. <laughs> like pre-Hiroshima pre, pre Hiroshima bomb. Nobody had yeah. nukes. 
You know, everybody's got nukes. Exactly. You can't do this shit now. What the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you trying to start a and, war? It's going to be five seconds. And especially, <laughs> like, how this movie just does not set up for anything. Like, even though we'll get to the postcard scene, like, even though it's like, yeah, we're just doing this so we can do this. And I'm like, wow, you just, you literally just blew your load on all this and not, like, set up what could be the next threat. Right. You, you really left it all right there, and then <laughs> honestly, yeah. I just wanted Guy Pierce to say, "I am the matter now." Just like, you know what? I'm good. So the <laughs> five stars. Yeah. So they they're sinking underwater, and then while their water's filling up in the in the in the jeep or the truck, and then uh, he's like, "I want you to say my wife's name. Say Pam, right." And the yeah. water's coming up, and he's like, Pam! And it's coming up more and more. Yeah. He's like, Pam! And he gets up over here, and he's like, Pam! And then he gets up here, and he's like, I am the Mandarin! <laughs> right. And then he leaves him there to die, and Greer's there to rescue yeah. Jordan, and uh, he escapes. And then we have our, that's the end of the movie. And then uh, yeah. he ends up in that mid-credit scene with ba- uh, Jamie Bell. I almost said Bamie Jell. <laughs> I caught myself. And he's like, I'm here to create team, you know, Sainbow Ricks. That's right. I'm here to, you know, <laughs> Rainbow Six Team. Here we go. Uh, yeah. So here's the thing. So here, yeah. and that's our movie. Now here's the thing. This, now before we go, <laughs> oh no, you're laughing at something. Whatever it is. <laughs> Jamie Balls. Jamie Balls. Here we go. Oh God! So anyway, you guys are making us laugh now, but just we're all having fun here. So here's the thing: before we give our rating and then go into how you would have made it better, all right? Do you think not your own personal preference, but do you think the casuals did this movie do enough? Was this movie good enough? Did it do enough so that the casuals will be interested in a franchise or said sequel? Truthfully, as much as every there's ca- the casuals actually are getting smarter, and I, hate, and I hate using the term "filthy casual" <laughs> because that's such a a harsh term. But yeah, I don't say fact, "filthy casual." <laughs> the yeah, fact yeah. that the casual audience can see a movie like this without knowing about about who John Clark is, about knowing who Tom Clancy is, and everything else, they'll see this and they'll just go like, "Yeah." We we totally want to see this, but at the same time, like, was it's literally a film for casuals that really have nothing but this type of action. Whereas <laughs> this whereas, is the only alternative that yeah. they would want to see something else. Exactly. But since we have movies like Extraction and other movies out there that are more exciting and yeah. more entertaining. <clears throat> then it's hard to see them root for. I mean, look at everybody who showed up in chat right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, going scrolling up the comments. I mean, everybody in chat. I mean, there was a few people that said yeah. it was, they thought it was entertaining, and then, but majority of it's like it was kind of average. Yeah. You know. Then, so unless they come balls to the walls for that fucking sequel. Yes. And it's fucking amazing. And like it's that- like action is on point violence, excitement. Exactly. Let's get to know John a little bit more. Let's get to know the t- Rainbow Six team, dude. Exactly. Dude, you know, the sequel could be 
could it could be awesome if they yeah, do it right. If, if they do it right, like how they're saying about the Mortal Kombat film. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, but here's the other thing about Rainbow Six. Now they yeah. have to like really set up the fact if they're really going to do it. And they're going to try and adapt this, but modernize it in a way. Right. They have to introduce Ding Chavez, who is the original le- leader. Okay. Team leader of it. And right now, like, that's really. You, you got to throw in all these ideas because the original novel of Rainbow Six is literally them coming together, training together as a team, and then basically going after a company that is ready to like unleash a virus all over the world. Boy, dude, this, that, this, that this sounds sequel, very real. Dude, this sequel could be dope, man. And think about it. If they give if the movie does it right, if like I say, if they do it right, yeah. if the movie does it right, we'll get to know the team members. Yeah. And everybody will have their favorites. And mm-hmm. then when one of those team members dies, maybe in the third realm. Yeah. Ooh, that could be an, but, an emotional thing. That's like but they have to do it right though. Exactly. And so here's <clears throat> how I would approach making okay, a Rainbow Six film because okay. Right now, Rainbow Six is synonymous of being a video game and with video gamers now right. more than ever, especially with Siege. And I even talked to one friend who who says, yeah, if you made your Rainbow Six trilogy, and this this is how I would approach the whole trilogy right now. So, yeah. And I did have Michael B. Jordan in mind as one of the characters. Okay. And it wasn't supposed to be John Clark. It was supposed to be Miles My- Campbell who plays, who is whose code name is Castle as one of the operators in the Rainbow Six Siege game. But the whole story would be that it would not follow the novel. It it'd be like lack of a better term. Dojo Army, please don't hate me. It would set up everything before being Rainbow Six. But it would do it right in a sense of like, here's two main characters. You have Mike Chin who's being literally being like an LAPD SWAT officer who was part of team A of the original Rainbow Six team. And then you have Miles Campbell, who's FBI, and they're stopping one thing. On, they, they go f- respond to a hostage situation, which also has a bombing situation that the FBI has heard of. And of course, LAPD and FBI are not like working together on this. But then after they go into the one building... They find out it's homegrown terrorism, also. Mm. So, okay. Miles Campbell's mo- mother, who's Alice, she she forces the two teams to work together, and of course, that you have like their teammates, which is Eliza, who's Ash from the game. Same thing with Gabriel Novak and Craig Ferguson, not not the Craig Ferguson. Or Craig Robinson, and then one other guy on <laughs> like Craig IT. Ferguson. Yeah, <laughs> just like <laughs> Craig Ferguson. In. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going through finding out who's doing this homegrown terrorism throughout all the things. While there's an university professor in Bartlett University, which is a reference in this game. Okay. Um, a university professor named Irina, who's rallying all these students. And talking about border policy. And basically, what some of these students that are protesting and everything else, they're going targeting certain politicians about the border policy. 
and these protesters are actually the homegrown terrorism unit. So what that ends up, what they find out too is Alice, um, Miles's mother, mm-hmm. and a group of politicians are supposed to hold a seminar at the same university. Okay. And Irina sets up this whole whole thing to blow them up. Oh, interesting. And the team are sidetracked by sidetracked by one of the rally teams, and then they rush back to the university, but it's too late. Miles's mother gets blown up. Oh, they go shit. after they go after Irina, and they get close to the border. And there's that. There's where I say this is where all the tension and suspense actually lead up to this. Okay. And right when because you have now Miles. So if you think Michael B. Jordan being emotionally invested and wanting that revenge, now he's fucking bloodshot, and he's about to kill this fucking woman who just killed his mother, right. too. Right, but but when do they go searching for the stones? <laughs> number three, number okay. three. Don't worry, number right, three. Right. So what happens is Mike actually, right when Miles is about to shoot Irina, Miles, uh, Mike actually stops him, and this shows mm-hmm. him that they are working as a team. That he stops him and say, "Let's give her, let's hand her in, so that way we could find out everything else that we need to find out what all this is leading to." Yeah. And then you get that small victory, but that's not how it ends. There is no post-credit scene. This is how it ends. Miles's mother, Alice, was actually saying that she's starring a team back up again. And okay. she actually calls Ding Chavez. So Ding Chavez is actually the new op- director of Rainbow Six, and he recruits Miles and Mike and all their team to be part of Rainbow Six. You know, the more the more you talk about this, the more it's kind of sounding like a series would have been better than movie franchise. Exactly. And that's yeah. that's why like these as much as everyone played the video games, yeah. No one wants to do the missions as much, but when you put a story into it, that's where you have to really have to integrate the story as much as possible whereas like the first one would have actually like my first Rainbow Six film would have just been that solid. You wouldn't expect it to actually go be a franchise right after it, but at the same time, it starts off. You get to know who these two characters are, who, what their goal is. They're trying to work together, but yeah. at the same time, they can't find out who can be a team leader at the same time. But you know, they could work together in a sense. And then once they get to the end, they find out that their two ethical and logistical senses are switched at the end because one is like hot headed while the other one is more level headed and they switch at the end when that one event happens so when you get to the second one that's almost like a prime like a prime uh, adaptation of the novel and lockdown where now it's like you have the an actual villain being introduced the team has already worked with worked for a year together so you've already gotten the movie that sets up all of them together and then this is a film that you get to see them work together as one, care about each other. You get to care about them, but now they're facing a threat that is going to have a biological weapon that is going to affect the whole whole world. Hmm. And and what happens near the end is, of course, there's going to be... Uh, near the end is <clears throat> basically a decision has to be made of one of the two main characters, which is Miles and Mike, who's going to be the main, main leader of Team Rainbow now. Yeah. And 
while that's happening, they're trying to find the main terrorist. They're trying to find the bombs. And once, and since the team has split up into two, both Mike and Miles are on team B while Ash is on, and the other team are on team A. And team A is like getting the bombs together, but they find out it's a dead man's trigger somehow and basically die. Hmm. And uh, Mike is actually married to one of the other, um, married to Ash in the, in the story. Yeah. And, but when does John Clark show up and rip off the heart, rip the heart out? Like that's, you know, that wouldn't be until like my third film because that would be the whole ultimate fan service. (laughs) This is like one that I really had to make sure, like I wanted it to be a good story and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like Mike actually like shoots the main villain. They're supposed to bring him in, but, and this is where it's like a difference between like, you see it through the film that their partnership goes through something in the first one where Mike calms Miles. This time, Mike loses his shit after his wife dies and then shoots the main villain in the in yeah. the end. And then Miles covers for him saying, yeah, the, the main villain, but he almost got away, so we had to put him down. And then they right. get back. They... And Ding says, yeah, so, Mike, you, you're supposed to be the new leader. Hmm. And Mike says, I, I don't accept. I did everything through emotional. Emotional, like. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Exactly. Don't forget to make him a family man. <laughs> exactly, right? You got, you got to have, like, everyone. And make sure, make sure, you know, John has a bracelet yeah you know, make sure john that. has a bracelet that his wife gives him so when she dies the bracelet will give him his powers exactly don't forget to put that armor. give him plot armor and <laughs> what happens is he tells like ding not to not he doesn't want to be the leader because he made it he made a decision via emotional response which you're not supposed to do so he okay. steps down from being rainbow he tells him that miles should be the leader since he's more level-headed now and actually gone through that kind of arc throughout the two films and then near the end now there's a post-credit scene where in the film we establish that there's a splinter cell and ghost recon right so what this would lead to is a side story like so i call this like the avengers kind of films but in a realistic sense because each film leads up to a certain way so whereas ghost recon they the Karen Bowman, who is a hand, the CIA handler of the ghost, the ghost, she actually tell tells them, do you want to go after the people that funded all this? Yeah. So, they, so basically the ghost recon film would be the, the ghost recon wildlands kind of an adaptation. And then they go after the kind of black cartel in Bolivia. But of course, Mike doesn't assume assume the position right away of being leader. So something happens with a leader in that film. Okay. And then he, he becomes the leader of ghost because <clears throat> you're looking at the two differences of the teams. So you yeah. see that rainbow is doing it by the book of NATO and everything else. Peacekeeping in a sense too, in a certain way, while ghosts do it in a different way where it's dirty and everything else. Yeah. Okay. And then where the third one happens. So or I should say, what happens at the end of the the end credits of Ghost Recon is they take in the what's it called? Oh yeah, sexy sumo. Oh Jesse, wait, dude. Oh Jesse, wait. I'm I. 
I think some fanboys are going fan people are gonna squee at this when I get to this. So, what happens is you have what's it called? Ghost Recon ends with the the Santa Blanca cartel leader. Um, what's it called? El Sueño in his in his um, high rise in New York, and Karen and Mike are visiting him to get more information. And then mm-hmm. someone comes into the high rise and shoots him and says, "Hi, Mike." And that's a hard cut to the end. So what we find out next is this would be an adaptation. The third and final Rainbow Six film would be an adaptation of the canceled game Rainbow Six Patriots, which is basically a group of discharged soldiers, disavowed soldiers, and just soldiers that were not fit. Not even just soldiers, just people that were ready to go against their own government, which is kind of realistic in a sense of what just what yeah, just yeah. transpired in the past few months but and it would be led by a former rainbow rainbow uh rainbow team member named Gabriel Novak who if people have played the games that was our villain in Rainbow Six Vegas 2 so yeah. he's leading the new t- his own faction known as the True Patriots in Is that the why the game was canceled it was maybe too controversial too controversial and maybe mm. as realistic as possible. And this is where like both Rainbow and Ghost are teaming together. And then you even got Ding Chavez coming back with his old team with you have LaSalle, Weber, um LaSalle, Weber, and Price. And then we would also get because there would be an election going on for a certain president that's gonna be elect who's promising the world to be a better place, which is Jack Ryan, which should be should be Harrison Ford. Ah. And even get John Clark in on it because they would <clears> be working <throat> together on it. So that'd be well, my, my type of frame of six. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's not too late. You know, just because they have a movie franchise doesn't mean they can't yeah. have a TV show franchise too, right? Yeah. Fuck it. So spread the word, Kyle. Get your name <laughs> get your name out there. He said, I will write the damn show, god damn it. Let me Make fix these problems. Yeah, make it better. Just like. All right, David, we're getting ready to wrap it up here because he's yeah. asking: Is this mediocre? Is it worth watching? What do I do? What do I do? Time to rate the movie. So we talked about the negatives, and believe it or not, there is some positives to the film. Yeah. There exists some positives. Uh, the tactical action sequences, even though there's not a lot of it, uh, was very well done. I, I did enjoy that. And, uh, you know, Michael G. Borden did a great job uh, in the film. Uh, It's just lacking in certain areas. For me, I needed more action. For Kyle, it needed more better character development, more tension building. Because you don't really care. (laughs) You don't don't really, you know, you don't really care that much. I mean, you, you care if you like Michael B. Jordan. Yes. So you're like, I want Michael B. Jordan to win. That was fucked yes. up. What happened to him? I want. That's it, really, though, because yeah, you don't really exactly. get. You know, the movie doesn't spend time with him to get to know him. No. And it's literally revenge. Here we go, and the movie's over. That's exactly. really the only major uh, my pet peeve, and I'm sure Kyle's pet peeve too. Is as soon as the movie starts to get a little exciting, it ends. Yeah. Like as soon as, because literally we're going on our mission and soon as that one mission, one mission, as soon as that one mission's over, that movie, the movie's over. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, 
kind of gives you a little bit of blue balls. But, you know, you do get some strokes along the way. <laughs> you get, some, stro- you get, you get some strokes along the way. Flaccid. It let me so flaccid on this whole thing. I'm just like, Damn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Does anybody want to go watch Rambo Last Blood again? No, nah, fuck that. We watching Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom <laughs> yeah, right after this stream's over. We gonna watch. They should make that. Someone just do a techno uh, song of uh, the <laughs> of that. I am the Mandarin at the end. <laughs> yeah, throw that in there too. Fuck it. Oh God, <laughs> could we have Steven Seagal come back as Casey Ryback? Sure, fuck it. I'd rather have that than uh, Casey fucking Ryback. I'd rather have that than some of the Seagal movies he's making now. I'm surprised we haven't had Under Siege Ten. At this point, <laughs> I'm stunned. Uh, but yeah, we're going to get ready to rate the movie right now. Uh, it's entertaining. It's an entertaining action thriller. It's harmless. Uh, it's not horrible. You're not going to throw your remote at the TV. Um, but if you're looking for action, you can do better. You know, watch Extraction. You know, if you're looking for uh, a better story and better character development and, and all that, then watch the first three Jack Ryan movies. You know, watch those instead. Or even watch the series. Watch the or series. watch the series that a lot of people are raving about, and they want me to. They want me to watch. Uh, watch that. But you. Can, but it's a good time waster. It's a good time waster. Like, you know what? I feel like an action thriller. I'm bored. I ain't got nothing to do. I feel like an action thriller. Let me sit down, grab some popcorn, some drink. Yeah. And then, and by the end of it, this is probably how you're going to react. You're going to react like I did. I'm like, well, that was that? was all right. That was all right. Yeah. Honestly, it. It, I I would give it the what's called put it on on a raining day rainy day at the in the background just like how Mortal Kombat is gonna do for me. <laughs> it's like oh yeah, Mortal Kombat is perfect. Kyle, five <laughs> stars. You don't know what you're talking about. It's the director. It's the director's first time doing an action movie. What did you expect? <laughs> <laughs> I will go on record that you did say gave it give it like under they, average. David says David says Michael G. Borden deserves better. Uh Michael B. Jordan's doing just fine. Yeah. He's gonna be directing the next Creed movies. He's yeah. he's a billionaire. He's fine. Michael he's doing all right. Yeah. Uh but uh, you know, hopefully they you know, for this if they do another one. Hopefully, uh, you never know. They may ditch. They may not get the response they're looking for, and they may yeah. just ditch the sequel. Yeah. Unless there's something in the contract that we don't know about where Michael signed up for, like, three movies. I mean, we don't know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, if they do another one, Bear go all right. out, man. Fuck it. At this point, you got nothing to lose. You know, go all out. More action, exactly. more suspense. Let's get to know John a little bit more. Let's get to know his team. Let's see him put the exactly. team together. You know, let's do this. Basically, the, basically, make sure this first half gets done right. Right, right. Well, not first half, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So fingers crossed for the sequel. But this one's not. It's not a ter- It's not a bad movie. You can yeah. you can watch it and be entertained. It's fine. Um, so let's go ahead and rate it. So don't forget on the channel here, mm-hmm. uh, three is average, and we rate it out of five. Uh, Kyle, without I'm- remorse. I'm giving it a three 
3.2 for now. All right. 3.2. Needs okay. more. I'm the Mandarin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. More I am the Mandarin. That would have been great. And it would have been a five-star movie. <laughs> All right. That's a, that's not bad. That's above average. That's a little bit above average. Yeah. That's not bad. 3.2 out of 5. I'm giving it five stars, son. That's right. No, I'm just kidding. I had you there for a second. For a second. I am the Mandarin. <laughs> I am the, that's your response. I am the Mandarin. I'm I am out. the Mandarin. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, a, it's above average movie. Uh, I'll give it a 3.5. Uh, 3.5. Yeah. That's not bad. Um, part of me, at like when I first got done watching it, I was like thinking maybe 3.7. Mm-hmm. But, you know, discussing it here with you, I was like, yeah, it's got problems. Especially when I was, remember I said it, it checks all the boxes for it to yes. be a great action thriller, but it was lacking. It and was. I was like, I got to ask Kyle, what what yeah. what is lacking from making this great? Now, people can watch this and enjoy it and have fun, but yeah. what's keeping it from being great? Great. Right? And memorable. And, uh, yeah, and memorable. Yeah. yeah. Because. So, and we, we already discussed that. So Yeah. And we, figured, we figured it out. Yeah. But if you guys loved it, that's awesome. Those mm-hmm. guys getting entertained at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Yes. But this was fun, brother. We got to no, do this. No. Thank you so much. Uh, don't forget this Thursday. I mean, next week, there's going to be a lot of uh, things going on, a lot of guests. Uh, Monday, me and Viking Samurai, he's coming right. back to the channel. We're going to review. Don't say anything, Kyle. I don't say. Nothing. Don't say anything yet. <laughs> I know nothing. We're going to review. Is it really that bad? Jean-Claude Van Damme's Desert Heat. Yes. We're gonna... <laughs> I have that somewhere in the back here. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were getting up and leaving the stream. No, no. I, I, <laughs> I, I fucked this. I'm out. Okay. I have that DVD somewhere in the back. Here. Okay. I've seen it once. I haven't seen it in years. I have probably seen it when it came out, and I don't remember anything about it. But we're, I mean, we're going to revisit it tomorrow. We may hate it. We may say, fuck this movie. Or we'll be like, eh, it's all right. It, it has Danny Trejo in it. It has Danny Trejo in it. So it isn't really that bad. Either. Desert Heat tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific time. And then uh, you'll see what's scheduled for the rest of the week as the week goes on. But uh, Thursday, we can plug the next Versus episode. Were you down for you were down for that, right? Yeah. I'll yeah, I know you're down for that one. Yeah, I'll Wing be Wing Chun Master versus Wing Chun Master. With a guest of a real Wing Chun Master on the show. <laughs> Alex Richter and uh, Rick Myers will be coming back. We, we don't know if we're going to get Frank Jang. We'll see if he's down or not. But we're going to do... Classic Wing Chun versus New School Wing Chun. Mm-hmm. The Prodigal Son versus the first Ip Man movie. That's going to be the next versus episode this Thursday. So that's going to be a lot of fun. It's a tough one for me, but I already know what I'm going with. I already know what I'm going with, and we'll talk later. Can't, can't reveal it now. Got to have some suspense building, yeah. which was what was missing and without remorse. No, All right. No blue, balls. no blue balls. No blue balls. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. See you badasses tomorrow. Take care, guys. All right. Home numbs you by. Home numbs you by. Home numbs you by. Home numbs you by.